The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down our gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1922 West Virginia Mountaineers football team, a dominating as a team as we have ever seen. Now, modern day history will tell us that the two best classic West Virginia teams of all time are both Don Nealon teams, his 1988 and 1993 teams. And why not? Coach Nealon's 1988 Mountaineers team went 11-0 in the regular season and rose to number three in the AP poll. They earned a berth in the Fiesta Bowl to play for the national championship against Notre Dame, where they lost. It wasn't just, though, that they were undefeated and untied in the regular season, but it was how they went 11-0. They were led by sophomore sensation Major Harris and obliterated opponents in the regular seasons with scores of 62-14, to 45-10, 55-24, 59-19, 51-10, to 30, 51-13. In the regular season, no team got within 10 points of these Mountaineers. Now, Nealon's West Virginia Mountaineers of 1993 went 11-0 in the regular season. They rose to number three in the AP poll before losing in a Sugar Bowl to the Florida Gators. Certainly, this was a dominating team. But I would advocate no team in terms of sheer dominance could match Clarence Doc Spears' 1922 team, a team that went 10-0-1 and won nine of its 10 regular season games by a combined margin of 246 to 21. The lone blemish was a 12 to 12 tie to Washington and Lee when Spears left the team in the hands of an assistant coach while he scouted Rutgers next week's opponent. The Mountaineers shut out seven opponents, pulled off a massive win against Pop Warner's Pittsburgh Panthers on the road, and ended the season with a bowl victory against Gonzaga. This is the story of the 1922 West Virginia Mountaineers, a dominant team like no other in Mountaineer history. It all really started in 1921 when West Virginia hired Clarence Doc Spears, who brought with him a shift offense, and he brought it from his playing days at Dartmouth. In 1922, Coach Doc Spears, now in his second year at Morgantown, put together a bond burner of a team. Let's retrace that 1922 season. In week one on opening day, West Virginia defeated West Virginia Wesleyan 20-3 to start the season 1-0. In week two, West Virginia shut out Marietta 55-0. Now, West Virginia was 2-0. In week three, West Virginia faced Pop Warner's Pitt Panthers, who only lost one other game that season, and that was to a Jock Sutherland Lafayette Leopards team. The game turned in the second quarter on the Mountaineers' Homer Martin return of a block punch for 28 yards for a touchdown, and this propelled West Virginia to a 9-6 victory over Pop Warner coach Panthers. West Virginia was now 3-0, and the victory gave Doc Spears' program a huge boast in nationwide exposure. In week four, well, this was on October 21, 1922. West Virginia entered the game against Washington and Lee 3-0, and coach Spears left the team in the hands of an assistant coach because he went off to scout next week's opponent, Rutgers. The result, 
West Virginia tied Washington and Lee 12 to 12. In that game, the Mountaineers missed both extra points after their touchdowns, or they would have won. One of the West Virginia extra point attempts cascaded off the upright, and it was no good. And in the final moments of the game, the Mountaineers drove from their own 36-yard line to Washington Lee's two-yard line. And on the last play of the game, because they had missed two extra points, West Virginia went for it, and they were stopped inches short of the goal line. West Virginia was now 3-0-1, and, spoiler alert, this would prove to be the only blemish on their season. This lone tie derailed the perfect season for the Mountaineers, as they would go on to run the table the rest of the way, winning the next seven games to finish the season 10-0-1. In Week 5, West Virginia shut out Rutgers 28-0, and now West Virginia was 4-0-1. In Week 6, the dominance continued. West Virginia shut out Cincinnati 34-0 to go 5-0-1. Week 7 yielded another shutout. West Virginia shut out Indiana 33-0. They were now 6-0-1. And if you're keeping track now, in the last three games, West Virginia had outscored opponents 95-0. Enter Week 8, where they faced Virginia. West Virginia shut them out 13-0, and now they were 7-0-1. This game was played in a sea of mud at Virginia. And it was a scoreless first half. The Spearmen, as they were called, put together a strong running game and scored two touchdowns in the second half to propel the victory. The rally started as West Virginia blocked a Virginia punt, and the Mountaineers had the ball at the 25-yard line. An Eckbert Nordachi 21-yard pass got the ball to the four-yard line. West Virginia punched it in, and they were up seven to nothing. On the second play of the fourth quarter, West Virginia scored its second touchdown of the day to propel the 13-0 victory. West Virginia shut out Ohio 28 to nothing. West Virginia was now 8 0 1, and it capped a five game run where they outscored opponents 136 to 0. Enter Week 10 at Morgantown, where they faced Washington and Jefferson. On the second play of the game, Washington and Jefferson fumbled at their own 35 yard line. So West Virginia got the ball, and after gaining a first down, they fumbled to thwart the drive. So it was a scoreless first half. Coming out of halftime on the first drive, West Virginia had two sensational runs and drove in for a touchdown to take a 7-0 lead. West Virginia scored again in the fourth quarter to propel the 14-0 shutout against the Presidents. This was a Presidents team, a Washington and Jefferson team that had just played California in the Rose Bowl just 10 months prior. That was 1922 Rose Bowl. Well, it all amounted to the fact that West Virginia after shutting out Washington and Jefferson 14-0, was now 9-0-1, and had capped a six-game run where they posted six consecutive shutouts, outscoring their opponents 150 to nothing. Enter Week 10. West Virginia had earned a bowl berth in the San Diego East-West Christmas Classic. They faced Gonzaga. West Virginia opened the scoring on a 17-yard touchdown run by Donda Dachi. And in the second quarter, a 75-yard pick six put West Virginia up 14 to nothing going into halftime. By the end of the third quarter, West Virginia built the lead to 21 to nothing. In the fourth quarter, Gonzaga led a frantic passing attack that made the game close, cutting it to 21 to 13 at game's end. At game's end, Gonzaga drove to the Mountaineer five-yard line before they were thwarted. The ball went over on downs. So West Virginia took over, ran out the clock, and this propelled the 21 to 13 victory. So there it is. They finished the season 10-0-1. And how does history remember Coach Clarence Doc Spears' 1920 West Virginia Mountaineer team? Well, let's start with the coach. 
Clarence Doc Spears, who coached West Virginia from 1921 to 1924, posting a 36-2 record, winning an incredible 81% of his games. Now, how will history remember the 1922 West Virginia Mountaineers? Uh, first off, the Mountaineers should have had a stake to the national title. In 1922, the national title, according to the NCAA record books, gave shares to California, who was 9-0, Quinnell 8-0, Iowa 7-0, Princeton 8-0, and Vanderbilt 8-0-1. Remember, West Virginia had won 10 games that season, and they were undefeated. The 1922 West Virginia Mountaineers, 10-0-1. Coach Clarence Doc Spears' team was undefeated. His shift offense stunned and destroyed opponents' defenses. West Virginia earned a berth in the San Diego East-West Christmas Classic, where they defeated Gonzaga 21-13. West Virginia had a six-game run, an incredible run, where they posted six consecutive shutouts, outscoring opponents 150 to nothing. This was the story of the 1922 West Virginia Mountaineers team, a dominant team like no other in the West Virginia history, and dare I say, history should recall as one of the most dominant teams of all time. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.